This is Perspectives, the show where a conversation about our differences shows us how much we really have in common. I'm Condis Presley. There's a great deal of misinformation out there about the COVID-19 vaccines. Many folks just are not getting the answers that they need. Enter the Reverend Charles Maxell Jr., leader of the Breakthrough Fellowship. He has pulled together a rock star panel of experts and plans to host a virtual town hall meeting on Thursday, March 25th at 7 p.m. It's going to be live via Zoom on Facebook and YouTube. Reverend Maxell, thank you so much for joining us today on Perspectives. Yes, there's a great deal of misinformation out there about the vaccines. Is that why you're pulling this event together? Really what inspired me is I just had a lot of my congregation, a lot of my own family members just come to me with a lot of different questions about why they weren't going to take it. Um, And one of the things I've said to them, and and even I had my own misconceptions, but I said to them that the virus kills and the vaccine saves lives. And so I realized that we needed to attack some of the misinformation and that we as the church and me as an influencer and a community leader needed to kind of model for our congregation and model for other people why it was so important to take it. And so I've been advocating a lot with uh, a lot of other pastors to really encourage people to take the vaccine, understand the science, go beyond the misinformation, and, and, and really look at this as a way of saving not only their life, but also the lives of other people in our community. When you're talking to people, especially your members, and they're saying, no, they don't have any interest in taking the vaccine, what are the reasons they give you? It's pretty simple. Historically, um, people of African-American or Black and Brown communities um, have experienced uh, the systematic racism that come with healthcare, and also kind of the, the tests that have been put upon them. So I understand the misgivings around it. I, like I said, I did have it myself. But one of the things I've tried to explain to folks is that not only black and brown people are taking the vaccine, but everyone is taking the vaccine and that there is science behind it. And and I'm really excited about the fact that the people are understanding more about the science, but there's still a whole number of people who still don't understand what the science means. And because of that, they're delaying actually taking it. And, and so we're just trying to under, we're trying to take away some of the misinformation, provide them with the facts, provide them with the information necessary so they can understand the vaccines and also make the best decisions for themselves and also for their family. Pastor, what is the role, in your opinion, of, of the church in educating and encouraging parishioners to be educated and get vaccinated? You know, I'll answer that question from this perspective. I think the Black church in particular has a unique role in our community. Historically, we have been the epicenter of our social, education, political, and also kind of how we kind of understand things. And I believe the church has a moral obligation to lean into this moment to make sure as many people understand the science behind this, because while we while we are a religious institution and there is science behind this, but also tackle some of the moral implications around using science. I know that there's been some people who have come against the vaccine for moral reasons and ethical reasons. And so one of the reasons for this webinar is to speak to that and to understand what the Bible says and doesn't say about this vaccine and what the moral implications of being a believer and why taking the vaccine does not go against or should not go against your moral or ethical beliefs. People have heard things about the vaccine, J&J in particular, and stem cells. What will you say to people about that? I, I, will, uh, I will say to them that uh, while I understand their, uh, their reservation um, and, and they look at the, the book of Revelations as, as kind of their, their proof text, I would say that then maybe they're reading the Bible a little incorrectly and that there is another interpretation to it. And I believe God has created science just like God has created miracles to help believers and help his children. And so we, we, 
we're going to use that um, that proof as as ways to, to encourage people to go beyond those those mis misgivings and to really understand that God wants them to be healed and God wants them to be saved and the vaccine was created in order to make that happen. Who is it that you're inviting to participate or at least be a part of this virtual town hall meeting on March 25th? Yeah, I'm excited about the panelists because we brought together a group of um, religious leaders and also a group of uh, uh, medical doctors to be a part of it. So we have uh, Dr. Carlos Del Rio, who's one of, been the, one of the leading voices around this issue. He's been on CNN. He's also a part of Emory Medical Center and also Grady Memorial Hospital. He's gonna to speak to the science and really kind of dissect the different vaccines and explain to people the differences between the three, or I should say now four. We're also gonna have a Dr. Soleil Allwood Kindred, who's gonna be a part of this. She is a pediatrician and also a member of Emory Medical School and then Grady Memorial and also CHOA. And she's gonna to speak to it from just the clinical trials and also you know, what, what do we do with our children? She's a leading pediatrician in our area and she's also a member of our church. And so she's gonna to speak to how does it affect our children? And why should we then consider our children? Because Moderna just came out saying that they're doing a second clinical trial on children. And then I'm also excited we have uh, a new entrant, um, Lynn Paxton, who is a part of the Board of Health for the Fulton County. She's gonna speak as well to talk about the distribution because one of the things that we realize is that the distribution in our community has, has been somewhat hampered. And so how do we get that out? And then we have two religious individuals, two religious leaders who are going to be a part of the conversation. Reverend Dr. William D. Watley, senior pastor of St. Philip Amy Church. His church recently partnered with Walgreens to be a vaccination site here in Atlanta. And then Reverend Matthew Watley of Silver Springs, Maryland, the senior pastor of Kingdom Fellowship, who was part of the, the first clinical trials in that state and has been a leading advocate as well. So I think we can handle any question that's out there. And what we want to do is talk about it from the science perspective, but also talk it from the ethical and also the moral perspective as well. Now, who is it that you're hoping will attend this virtual town hall? I mean, we, the, it says it's, it's, it's COVID, the vaccines in the Black community. So obviously we want to speak to people within the Black community and, and dispel some of those um, those myths and, and give them the right information. But really, this is for anyone and everyone. You know, one of the things I'm trying to advocate is not only just the black and brown communities take the vaccine, but everyone take the vaccine. If we want to go back to what I call the new normal, then having the vaccine is part of that new normal. As I said before, you know, the vaccine and as it saves lives and the virus kills lives. And when I think about the number of African-Americans who are being hospitalized four times likely than maybe someone in the white community and three times likely to die than someone in the white community, there is a need for information. And we want to be that avenue in order to get that information out. And so, yes, we are focused on the black and brown communities, but we want everyone who, who doesn't understand the science, who has questions, to lean into this moment and get the answers that they need for themselves and for their family. How do you reach those folks who are the most skeptical? I think the, the way you reach the people who are the most skeptical is you give them the facts, you give them the truth. We're, we're, we want to answer their questions, and, and we're asking them to, no questions too big, no questions too small. And what we want to do is give it to them in a in a way that they can not only understand it, but they can they can be practically use it. And and one of the things that I did is I as soon as I could find my uh, way to a to a to a shot, I was able to take one. And so I tried to lead by example. And the individuals who are part of this conversation have also done that. So we want to take talk about it from my own personal experience as well. I think people want to understand that uh, we have to need. There's a need to demonstrate the safety of the vaccines. And we as leaders and we as influencers need to be a part of that conversation. So um, I hope that the people can see my example and the fact that I took it and nothing happened and, and I had mild side effects. And so 
And we want to talk about that. So we want to be a little transparent in that conversation. How do you address the digital divide? The folks who A, don't have access to the technology to get on to watch the town hall on Thursday, March 25th. And then now that the vaccine is available to so many more Georgians who don't have the time to or access to the computer to get to the website, to register, or even to just sit on refresh at a pharmacy site to try and get an appointment? That's a great question. You know, one of the things that we recognize is that uh, everyone has, uh, everyone may not have a computer, but everyone has a phone. And, and so not only are we going to do this live on Zoom so people can actually ask their questions, so we're asking people to go to our website, breakthroughfellowship.org, and register so they can then ask their questions. But we're also going to broadcast this on Facebook Live and then also broadcast this on YouTube. And so we want to make sure we get this message out to as many people as possible. So even if you don't have a computer and you can't log in on Zoom, everyone um, is in essence doing something on YouTube and everyone has a Facebook account. And so we believe exponentially that we're going to reach people and that we're going to save it, put it to our website and then replay it over and over again. So make sure that it becomes a repository for people to have information and future reference. Outstanding. Reverend, is there anything I missed? Anything else you wanted to add? I just think, uh, really, just if everyone to go back to, you know, go to our website to register. If you have questions, we want to make sure if you have questions, go to our website, which is a breakthroughfellowship.org. If you don't have access to that and you want to watch on Facebook, go to our Facebook page, the Breakthrough Fellowship, and also go to our YouTube page, the Breakthrough Fellowship. So we'll have all of it out there and we'll record it and that information will be out there for anyone and everyone. So uh, we want people to, as I said before, we want people to take the vaccine. Um, get the information they need, and, and we want to save lives. That's the, that's, that's the biggest thing I want to get out there. Take the vaccine and let's save lives. Reverend Charles Maxell, the Breakthrough Fellowship in Smyrna out on Spring Road. Thank you for what you're doing in the community, and we appreciate your time. Thank you again. Thank you so much. Many of Metro Atlanta's top thought leaders gathered just a few days ago working on a plan about the community's economic development as we emerge from COVID. And my guest right now is Michael Hightower. Many in Atlanta remember him as former Fulton County Commissioner Michael Hightower. He's now the founder of the South Metro Development Outlook. He's also managing partner of the collaborative firm. And you guys had a, a pretty big virtual gathering just a few days ago. Uh, Mr. Hightower, uh, what were some of the top takeaways from the the the, the the meeting. Let me just first say thank you for having me. And 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 our theme this year was uh, SMDO 21 Moving Beyond. And I think the the key thought behind this theme, which really parallels in our in our in our uh, community right now, is going beyond the last 12 months. Uh, and so clearly, uh, very briefly, we were very happy to kick off the session with uh, Lieutenant Governor Jeff Duncan, Mayor Keisha Bottoms, which also talked about the importance of this moving beyond. And of course, Mayor Bottoms lives in South Metro. And this South Metro area includes uh, six counties plus the city of Atlanta south of I-20. Uh, so Atlanta, Fulton, Fayette, Henry, Douglas, uh, Carita, and Clayton. Uh, we had some thought leaders in a variety of areas uh, uh, from Roger Tuttero. Dr. Roger Tuttero gave the economic forecast. He was drawn by Doug Hooker, who talked about resilient communities over the past 12 months, and also a very uh, a very candid conversation about education and public education and some of the challenges during the, during the pandemic. Perhaps one of our uh, most energetic uh, uh, sessions was around transportation. And of course, uh, uh, we had uh, 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 CEO of Marta Jeff Parker, 
uh, along with uh, Chris Thomason, who runs the, uh, the new ATL Link Authority. And Chris also is in charge of the Georgia Toll Tollway Authority. And uh, last but not least, John Selden, our uh, airport general manager, who, who we've just heard is departing uh, his position at the airport. And that was chaired by Council Member Andre Dickens, who is the chair of the City Council's Transportation Committee. That oh, session was awesome. Uh, Chairman uh, CEO Parker talked about the route metro, but especially Southwest Atlanta and Clayton County. The fact that uh, Clayton is a new par uh, partner with MARTA, and that was extremely helpful. And of course, Chris touched on their his entity's uh, uh, involvement in, in, uh, in on the South Side. The other sessions, of course, we highlighted some folks you know, uh, Candace, uh, two new commission chairs in the region, Chairwoman Lisa Cupid from Cobb, and of course, Collada Harrell from uh, uh, Henry County. And I had, I had to mix it up. We had Chairman Jeff Turner kind of moderate that session. So those are some of the sessions. Let me just pause. I got some others to talk about. But uh, and finally, the evolving economy in South Metro was another session, which was awesome. Uh, that included Henry and, of course, uh, Douglas and Fulton County activities. Uh, so some great session. And, and finally, I must add the special highlight for small business resilience. Ashley Bell, former regional administrator for for the SBA uh, moderated session that included, uh, uh, of course, uh, uh, some honorees, C. Dallas Smith and Company, the largest commercial real estate company that brought, brought us several new uh, developments. Uh, Arden Gardens founder, of course, uh, uh, she was another dynamic pretender. Uh, uh, so anyway, let me just stop and take some questions. How about that? So one of the things I know that you guys looked at over the course of the session were emerging trends. What trends are you all seeing for South Metro, not only coming out of the last 12 months, but perhaps out of the last several years? I think one of the trends that we've seen, particularly around the airport, is the, uh, and, we, and, I'm, and I'm so glad that the Aerotropolis Alliance and the Aerotropolis CID have, uh, are implementing a very aggressive blueprint that has seen uh, additional commercial uh, and, and, and mixed use development around Hartsfield. I think secondarily, we've seen some, some data centers. Douglas County, Chris Pumphrey talked about the emergence of, 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 of uh, data centers, uh, particularly in the Douglas County area. And obviously uh, supply chain is another component for uh, south of 20. And because those entities need to connect with Hartsfield Jackson and the air cargo component. I think the final piece I think uh, that we're seeing is uh, throughout South Metro, unique new housing stock. Uh, the mayor from College Park, uh, you know, Bianca Broom Miley, she, she has an exciting, vibrant downtown, a new vibrant uh, activity center with new housing in that city. So I think those are some of the trends that, we, that we've seen. Do you get a sense, and do the leaders who were collaborating together get a sense that the development is coming to the South Metro area, the way it has grown north of I-20 to create job opportunities for residents that are going to earn them more money. Yes, I do. Let me just, uh, Kenneth, if I may just kind of politely just kind of alter your question and say development is already here. It's going to get better. I would say that, you know, the past 10 years, we've seen an enormous amount of growth in, in Henry County and, of course, and parts of Southwest Fulton County. Uh, along with that, part of the session today, we had Select Fulton, uh, Samir Abdullah, talk about uh, workforce development. And I think obviously there was some there was some challenges during the COVID uh, uh, matter in and around Hartsfield. But clearly, I think 
of returning that corner. So job readiness is a critical part. Let me add, Candice, we had close to 600 people today, but we also are gonna, uh, this site will, for the conference will remain available for the next 30 days. And I was asked a question earlier, you know, uh, given the virtual uh, component of today, uh, we'll probably have three to four times uh, the number of people that will see this conference because for the next 30 days, we're gonna make sure it's available to the community. And those, a lot of those uh, uh, information sessions that were Dr. Tutterborough and that Pat Wilson from the Georgia Department of Economic Development, all those sessions with critical information and data points will be available for the next 30 days, which are probably, again, more than, we estimate more than triple today's attendance. So then it's fair to say that despite the pandemic, the technology advances that we've all had to adapt to in the last year, for example, conversing the way you and I are right now via Zoom, those, there are some lessons learned that are going to propel the community forward. Yes, it is. And I think the lesson learned, of course, this year, we had to make a decision, uh, not if we were gonna have the event, it's just how do we have it more effectively? And, uh, and in, in late December, we had to we had to make the hard decision, is it total virtual or is it hybrid? But I think we made the right decision at that time. Uh, we, we're thankful that the vaccines are quickly coming uh, to, our, to our communities, but how we communicate has changed forever. But I also think that the in-person component of, 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 of events will still remain. Next year, it will be our 20th anniversary for doing this conference. It'll be, um, and I, don't, I expect us to be live and in-person, however, we will always maintain a virtual aspect. We'll always social, be socially distancing and, and wearing masks to some extent. So th some things have changed forever. Some things will come back and be perhaps better managed. Did you get the sense from the uh, leaders you had participating in the conference that uh, in our community, people are optimistic about what is to come largely because the vaccines are here and people are being encouraged to get the vaccine? Yes, I did. I think uh, the, our, our participants, uh, many of them that we heard from, uh, are excited about uh, being able to go to the Georgia International Convention Center on the south side and the Delta Flight Museum and other places, the uh, private. I think they people want to see a new day. They want to move beyond, as, as our theme mentioned this morning. So we are seeing a lot of activity and a lot, a lot of interest in getting, getting, that, getting those shots. So the answer is yes a lot of activity and a lot of encouragement as well. We've seen a lot of momentum and interest uh, from uh, the development community and others to go to get uh, beyond today. Outstanding. So considering all that was discussed and looking ahead to what comes next, if there are one or two things that the community can look forward to or what are your next steps? I think the next steps from today, number one, is, is that to, to maintain uh, the, 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 the view of being resilient. Resiliency was a, a, was a consistent theme throughout today, from the transportation panel to the economic development panel to, uh, to, the, to those given those, uh, those data points, Doug Cooker and Dr. Roger Totoro. I think resiliency. I think secondly is to continue um, uh, uh, digging deep and being smart about the next several months in terms of health and safety and vaccines and also uh, those three or four basic practices because we, we, we wanna keep the momentum going uh, and the next several months will determine the next several years. Exactly. Was there any conversation formal or informal about racial justice? Because when we talk about 
small businesses, Black-owned businesses, businesses owned by Black women and others, there seems to be some momentum now for greater support to grow those businesses. And with so many in the community south of I-20, that sounds like a, a great opportunity. Let me just say, many of our sponsors, I think, uh, as we can tell today, really ex uh, have supported uh, uh, a lot more inclusion. Uh, I look at Georgia Power, a regular sponsor today, uh, uh, John Cornelius today, as a matter of fact, and jo uh, John Cornelius, rather, he really, um, uh, and his company emphasized it. So I think we have partners in, in business who were sponsors throughout this uh, the conference who have uh, demonstrated that by expanding some of their internal operations with very specific uh, uh, roles and responsibilities that reflect that 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 need. Mayor Bottoms today in opening comments was one of the first uh, slides that she shared. Uh, really took us back a few moments to the uh, to some of those days of challenge in, in 20. It was a it was a brief remembrance, but it was very important remembrance given where we are today. So a lot of emphasis on inclusion. And I think the small business panel that was chaired by Ashley Bell really went to that point and it was a great day. Are you optimistic about what lies ahead? Oh, without a doubt. I think, you know, if you think about it, Candace, you, uh, you've covered this community for a number of years and, you know, uh, South Metro uh, has always been very uh, tough in a good way. Uh, we've had to, uh, in historically in the past, uh, go up against other parts of the region. But I think, you know, so we, we, we are used to a little bit of struggle. So I think we're going to be great. And I think the momentum has been here for the past several years. Uh, I mentioned GICC, Porsche, and many others uh, that have made this place home. And uh, I think it's just an exciting future that lies ahead. And uh, Hartsfield Jackson is turning the corner as an airport. So I think that's going to also be another infusion for this community to continue to uh, look beyond the last 12 months. If we have listeners who couldn't be with you this week for the conference, but would like to access it because you said it will be available for at least the next 30 days, where are we sending them? Uh, smdoconference.com. smdoconference.com is the website. Uh, uh, I think that's the place to go. Again, I have a third time, smdoconference.com. Michael Hightower, uh, founder of the SMDO Conference. We definitely want to have people visit smdoconference.com and also a managing partner of the collaborative. Appreciate you and thank you for your time. Have a thank great rest of your day. Thank you. Perspectives is a community and public affairs program crafted with you in mind. If there's a guest you'd like to hear interviewed or a perspective you think should be explored, let me know. If you're old school, just write me. 1601 West Peachtree Street, Northeast, Atlanta, Georgia 30309 or message me via social media. I'm Condos Presley on Facebook, Condo29 on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks for listening. Be sure to listen again next week at this very same time as we examine another perspective. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. 
Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.